I'm Tilly. I'm a dog behaviourist down in Kent in the southeast, and I do home visits. So today I just wanted to talk to you about what I look for before I start working with a dog outdoors. So I see a lot of things like pulling. I see almost with every single dog I meet, dog aggression, barking, recall, things like that. So I always start in the home and then I go from there. But there's a few things that I look at before I go out and work with the dog and they're quite important, okay? I like slowing everything down and not rushing the process. So I don't tend to meet owners at parks or things like this because there's a few key behaviours that I want to look at first. And if you look at them, if you've got any of these problems like pulling, recall, barking, if you look at these behaviors I'm going to go through it will massively improve your training and they're pretty simple things as well pretty simple things that people don't realize um, that you can improve at home without having to go out um, into the stress as it were so the first thing I look at does your dog have lead excitement okay so I always say we're going to leave twice so I want them to leave first with all the equipment, all the things I usually do and use, and then we walk down the road so I can assess the dog and then we come back. So when they get the leads out, I want to see how the dog reacts, yeah? Ideally, the dogs will be perfectly calm. Don't have to sit, I don't mind about that, but perfectly calm, chilled out, maybe a little bit of excitement's normal, but not over the top. If the dog is springboarding into the air, barking, whining, panting, really getting itself in a state, the adrenaline's going right up, okay, that means your dog has lead excitement. We need to get rid of the lead excitement first before we can do anything because with the energy going up so much, by the time you've actually gone outside, the energy's got even higher, yeah? And dogs, when they're this excited, find it really hard to listen. So we wanna calm everything down. So the simple way to get rid of lead excitement is just to get the leads out more often but without actually using them. So this means that several times a day you go to your cupboard or your drawer, whatever, where you keep your leads, and you pick them up, you walk around with them, put them down, you know, put them even on the dog if you want, and then just put them back. And that's it. You know, like five times a day, even in the evening, got an ad break, right, I'm just going to get the leads out and leave them there. It doesn't matter if your dog's, you know, jumping around and everything, just ignore it. He'll, he'll get the message soon that just because the lead's out does not mean we're going for a walk. We need to start getting rid of these triggers, basically. So this is the first one. And then what you can do is you can add something in. So often the dogs are looking for what, what do I do then? You know, the leads aren't going on. So then you can get things like a sit if you want to with the treat and things like that. So they get in the hang of being still. Yeah. I don't, again, require this, but it can be useful to do, particularly if you've got like harnesses and things, because you, you need your dog still so that you can manoeuvre their legs and things about. So that's the first thing I look for, and I'll work with this and the owner as well. The next thing I look for is a similar concept, really. It's how they leave the house, okay? So if they're kind of madly scrambling at the door, barging their way through, keen to get out, They've basically forgotten you completely exist at this point and we haven't even left the house. Yeah, so this is really important that your dog slows this down and exits slowly. So what I want to do is I want to walk to the door calmly, yeah? Um, and I'm gonna do this by blocking his way, getting his attention, things like that. And then I open and shut the door a few times as well. Yeah, so open door does not necessarily mean we're going out. 
with my dogs, I expect them to have the door open and they stay in the house. And they do. They've always done that, um, you know, because we spent a lot of time training. Open doors are a dangerous thing. Yeah, there's cars out there. There's other people, dogs and cats and things like that. And if there's any aggression tendencies with your dog, it's going to start a fight. Yeah, so they can get into trouble. So they need to see the open door as it's not their right to go out. And it's not that high point of excitement as well. So we want to start associating the front door with calm. It's just a door. It's just an open door. It's not like the gateway to heaven or Disneyland out there. It's just a door. And we want to keep it sort of nice and simple and calm. So again, we practice at the door. We want to springboard that energy down. We don't want to hype it up. Yeah. So I, I like to say energy and things like that on kind of levels one to ten. You can't work with level 10 dogs when they're that excited. They just can't, they just stop listening. Yeah, and if your dog's got something like dog aggression, if he's already on level five or six by the time you're at the door, by the time he sees a dog, he's gonna be level nine or 10 and you can't work with that. So we need to get it down, like level one or two. Then by the time he sees a dog, he's gonna be level five. This is a lot easier to work with, yeah? so. That's the next thing that I like to cover is, is how we leave the house. And the same, I don't want them leaping out of the house like Bambi or anything like that. They have to walk calmly and it's an invite. I like to invite the dogs outside. So I come first so that I can control the speed of the dog and then I invite them out. This is all done on a loose lead. Yeah, so we're not holding the dog back or anything like that. The dog has to do it himself. So this is quite important. And then that sets us up for the walk. Yeah, so I want the dog to walk slowly on the walk or, or match my speed, but I want to do it with a loose lead. I do not want to be holding the dog back. It's up to the dog to think for itself and to copy me and to listen to the direction that I'm saying what we're doing. And then the third thing I look for is what equipment are they using? Okay, so this is, <clears throat> this is more for pulling and reactivity you know so reactivity can be barking aggression like lunging at cars whatever so things like that if they're using a harness that has a back ring on it then i change it okay the simple reason is you need front end of control of the dog so i'm looking for ideally a collar yeah and a collar that fits it has to be quite tight for going out and I do like to do a test before we go out so I try and like pull it over their head if it comes over their head and it's too loose then we, ca we can't use that collar it's a safety thing it's got to be tight enough so it can't come over their head or we can use a harness with a front ring that's a ring where the chest is it's definitely not as good so if you can go collar definitely go collar but there are some breeds that have got quite sensitive necks especially like the Pomeranian, yeah, they can suffer with collapsed trachea. So not all Pomeranians can wear collars. You've just got to be aware of that. Some of them are hypersensitive. So even if there's a collar kind of resting against their neck, they start that coughing. They start that <coughs> thing like they're choking. Yeah, it's, it's quite rare. Most dogs can wear a collar. But for those dogs I have met where they can't do it, then front end harness is absolutely fine as well. Um, for a brand, Perfect Fit is one of the best ones. Um, it, obviously it fits well but it's got the back ring and the front ring I like to use back ring for recall okay so recall is different from your walk and things like this when your dog reacts and it's on the back ring of a harness you'll find that you're basically you've got the entire dog in your hand 
what we want to work with is just the head yeah so it's for steering it's for steering the head it's a lot easier to manage because of the weight distribution and things like that when they're on a harness you can't steer the entire dog can swing left to right when you've got it on a collar they can only swing its the head yeah so that's it just makes it a lot more easier to manage like that and also you're steering the eyes away so the eyes are what pump the dogs full of adrenaline when they're reacting so if they're staring at something, sooner or later they're gonna react. And it's very hard to steer a dog away on a harness when they're staring. You can move a dog away, yeah, but especially if they're small, they're just gonna start spinning and getting under your feet and you can't do it. So you need to be able to steer the eyes away. So that's the next thing I look at. What, what are you using? Are you using a harness? Is it a back ring? Is it a front ring? Are you using a collar? Um, and, and things like halties and that are using a halty because I, I always remove halties as well. They do make it easier for people to stop their dogs pulling. However, most dogs really hate them. Um, and the simple reason is this. Dogs' noses are much stronger than ours. Yeah, they live in a world of scent. Like we live in a world of sight. They live in a world of scent. And this means that they've got many more nerve endings around their muzzle than us. So it is really, really sensitive and really, really delicate. Um, you know, there's a few schools of thought that people, they, they hate slip leads, but they'll happily put a halty over their dog. Well, actually, dogs are much more tolerant of slip leads. Now, we don't use slip leads outdoors, okay? It's not that they're, they're particularly bad. If you use them correctly, they're fine. But most people kind of allow their dogs to pull on them, if that makes sense. Now, you cannot allow your dog to pull on a slip lead because it will choke your dog. Yeah, slip lead, when I say slip lead... Um, another word for it is like a choke lead it's basically like a noose really they're great for not allowing a dog to escape that's what they're great for they fit all dogs and you know if you've got like a new dog or a rescue dog they're absolutely brilliant with that because the dogs can't escape from them a lot of dogs can get out of harnesses and get out of collars slip leads just get tighter so you haven't got a problem with that but you cannot allow your dog to pull on them. So now we don't recommend them to owners. And all our techniques can be used just with a, a normal flat collar. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, there, there was a begray <laughs> on Facebook trying to argue with me that, that slip leads were worse. Um, you know, and I was saying, well, you, you like halties. And, you know, most dogs are trying to desperately pour off a haltie. I don't see any dogs trying to pour off a slip lead, you know. Um, you know, in my opinion, use neither. I use neither, but but yeah, don't don't think halties are kind of like God's gift because they they just make it easier for people, and it's easy for people not to do any any techniques or any work with a dog. They just put that on, and away you go. Well, there are actually a lot of techniques you can do to get your dog listening and to get you to follow you. It is it is harder work, but your dog will thank you for it. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it also means that you can work with stuff like reactivity as well. Some dogs will still pull on a halty anyway, you know, if they're really persistent with it. So I always remove those anyway. So that kind of wraps up today what I wanted to kind of talk about before we even get into problem behaviours. So I go through those three thing, things first. Lead reactivity, which is, is just kind of like excitement. Is your dog overexcited? Is it overexcited at the front door? Is it barging out the way? Is it, has it forgotten your presence? Um, and what equipment are you using to help you as the owner kind of gain control really so we always go through that first and then we go out and do whatever we're going to do you know work on pulling work on lunging at cars um, and whatnot so 
If you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that I do, I am on TikTok. I usually put my TikTok videos also on Facebook and Instagram. So just search Fawn Dog for those. And the main website is fawndog121dogtraining.co.uk. Thanks for listening, guys.